Hello everyone and welcome back to the Arsenal Way. Now we have a new show for you, the Arsenal Youth Show. This is the first episode and it will be a regular occurrence, so watch out for it on the YouTube channel. And it's not just me speaking, we've got a wonderful guest with us today, Dan Critchlow, the senior writer for the Daily Canon. Dan, how are you, mate? Hi, good to be here. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, so we're just going to be speaking about the Youth Academy. I know you have expert knowledge on that. I just want to get your opinions and see what you think. Um, I think we should start the show with one place and one player only. I think it's the best place to start, and that's with ML Smith-Rowe. And of course, he came through Arsenal's Hell and Academy. Now he has risen to international stardom. Dan, has this been a long time coming for ML Smith-Rowe? Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely for a long time been one of the the players that people have been sort of talking about even like a few years ago I think people knew that he was going to be the next one sort of coming through uh making it into the first team he had a few uh sort of social media clips that sort of thing where like he there was one game against Blackpool I remember in the youth cup a few years ago where he just took on half of the opposition team and won a penalty and that sort of thing you know it, moments like that obviously they don't mean that much in the grand scheme of things but they still sort of show you where the how a player can sort of take things to another level and uh when they are beating players like that in the youth ranks you do sort of think that like maybe it's time for them to make the step up and get into the the first team as soon as they can as soon as there's an opportunity and then i think it is about the there's sort of like an element of luck to it as well because you know, there are plenty of players who probably could make an impact if they had the chance to play in the first team, but you have to get, you know, that that lucky break. You've got to get the the team sort of being in a position where they can give chances to a youth player. You've got to have, like, the injury to a player who might have played on, on another match day if they hadn't been injured. So, yeah, I think you've sort of got to have the the luck, but then also the talent. And then obviously with Smithrow, I think he's really got the sort of like the work rate, the determination. I think he runs more than anybody else. And I think that that sort of sets him up in a really good way for breaking into the first team, which obviously he has now. Yeah, I think you touched on the yeah, importance of ML Smithrow's attitude. I think it, I was released in a recent article uh, with The Guardian. He had the interview where he said he changed his diet plans, his dietary plans, just to make sure he's on the right side of Arteta. You can see he's really determined. But he almost didn't make it at Arsenal because he had a loan spell at Leipzig, of course. He came back, he was suffering from injury, struggling to get back into the squad. Is that testament to Smithrow's uh, mentality than that he was able to overcome the small issues despite already breaking through to the first team? Yeah, I think one of the things always with Smith Rowe was that even though he always had the talent, there were there were these injury problems that were a bit worrying, sort of as he was starting to break through. And especially when he was on loan at Leipzig, he, you know, only got a couple of games there because he was injured most of the time he was there. But I think that was mostly just related to sort of like growing problems. And so I think it was, you know, he's really he seems to have got over them. He doesn't seem to be picking up the sort of niggling injuries like as much as he was back then and uh i think the the loan to huddersfield as well was really good after the the leipzig one just because he had more consistency even though it was maybe not the same level of uh football he just he was he was able to play when he was fit to play and he had his fitness managed really well there and i think after that as soon as long as he got the fitness right and as long as like if he's you know got the the cook in helping him to get that side right as well then i think he was always going to do well it was just whether he could you know, stay fit in order to play enough. Yeah, definitely, I agree. And just the last point on Smith Rowe, Dan, do you think Smith Rowe, his ceiling, what is his ceiling? Do you think he succeed? Do you think he's exceeding that? Or do you think 
this is predicted from his time in the academy. We knew that he was going to begin England international by the age of 21, or is, the, or is he doing more than we actually thought he would be able to? I, don't, I think he always had the potential to be sort of like breaking into the England team, even this young. But uh, I think you never really know. You can never really guarantee that sort of thing. So I think he has done really well to get to where he is even though I think it was sort of, you know, he had the potential always, but he's now sort of maximizing on, I think this season he's playing as well as he's ever played. And I think hopefully he can keep going because like I said, when he was playing in the youth teams, he, he could really dominate. And if he gets to that level with the first team, then he could be even better easily. Yeah, definitely. We've already seen at this level in the first team level how he can actually put Arsenal on, the, on his back. And I think that was proven at Watford. We struggled for a goal, but he t- he, t- he stepped up and he had the goal that we needed. So Smith Rowe is such a great player. And we're going to touch on now another player who is a young English international in the under-21s at the moment, but he is struggling to break into the first team squad. That is Valerian Balogun. Now, of course, he played the opening game of the season against Brentford. He started in that game and fans thought, oh, now he's finally going to break into the squad. He's going to be a regular striker after signing that new contract. But things haven't really turned out how he wanted to because after Brentford, he struggled to get back into Arteta's side. Now, he went back to the under-23s, Dan, and he's been doing really well. Does Arteta really need to promote him? Does he, does he need to trust Balogun? Yeah, I mean, it's difficult because he's obviously got Aubameyang and Lacazette ahead of him. That I mean, that's the the big thing. And even then, he's got Martinelli for competition as well. So Martinelli's been making most of the benches, even in front of Inketia and in front of Balogun as well. So there is quite a lot of competition. So I think it is kind of difficult for him because he's reached this point where he probably could be contributing in the, the first team matches, particularly in like League Cup matches or something like that. But we've been managing... You know, uh, at the start of the season, Aubameyang was starting the league games, Lacazette was starting the League Cup games. Now they're both starting the league games. Maybe that opens up more of an opportunity in the the League Cup. And I think especially when Aubameyang goes away for AFCON uh, in January, then that's going to be a real opportunity for um, just him, uh, Balogun to hopefully break in. I mean, there's so many games at that point, especially if we make it to the, the League Cup semi-final. There's going to be the, the two-legged League Cup semi-final there's going to be the the FA Cup third fourth round there's going to be like four or five Premier League games there's going to be so many games around that period probably being played every few days that you'd imagine that he should get a chance during that period but uh so I feel like in a sense maybe the start of the season wasn't the best uh representation of like how things were going to be for him this season because at that point we had two players out with COVID um and I think Nketiah was injured as well yeah uh, and so that that was why he sort of got the chances. But I think it, it is there is a lot of competition this season. I think that's made things more difficult for him. Um, but I saw the uh, the England twenty one manager saying that he thought that he Balogun needed to be tested, whether that was sort of like alone or whether that was playing in the Arsenal first team. And I think that that is probably true. I thought Balogun had a really good response to that as well, where he was saying that like he felt like he was ready. But at the same time, he was, you know, willing to be patient. He was willing to wait for his chance. And I think that's the sort of like mature approach to it, I think. And he has been, you know, performing basically week in, week out in the under 23s. So um, I think he's really taken his game on another level in the under 23s. And I think hopefully that will lead to more chances in the uh, either in the first team in January and then maybe on loan after that. 
I think would be the best thing for him. I, th- I don't think it would be a good idea to send him out right at the start of the month when he might get chances for Arsenal in January. But I think towards the end of the month, you can sort of see where he's at then. And if he's really playing well for the first team, maybe you just keep him around. But if he's sort of, you know, scored a couple of goals, but maybe not pushing to displace Lacazette and Aubameyang and Martinelli, then I think you send him on loan for the second half of the season. Yeah, I completely agree. I think we, of course, we have the third round of the FA Cup uh, during early January. So that could be, a, if we get a favourable draw, that could be the perfect chance to put him in to see if he is actually ready for the first team step up. And I think we judged him too early in the game against Brentford. As you said, Dan, we had COVID, we had problems with COVID. Also, we didn't have uh, Gabriel in the score. We didn't have Takira Tomiyasu. We didn't have Aaron Ramsdale. You couldn't really judge him. And I think people went too quick to saying he won't be good enough for an Arsenal player. And I don't think that's right. But if we are to send him on loan, Dan, what do you think his level is from after looking at the under-23s? Is it a low Premier League side? Is it a championship side? Is it even lower? Is it even higher than that? Um, I Personally, I think that probably the championship would be the right place for him to go just because I think that they, they have a lot of games and I think he would be able to start easily every week for a championship side. I think if he goes to a Premier League side, then he's sort of worrying, like, is he actually going to play or is he just going to end up on the bench? And if he has a couple of bad games, are they going to drop him? And it's sort of the same in the championship. You get that there is a risk sometimes in the championship where because they're so teams are so focused on promotion that you worry like is he actually going to play if he has a couple of bad games or is he just immediately going to be be dropped um but i think it's less of a risk in the championship than it is in the premier league and i think that's the main thing that he needs to be playing every week i think he could play in the premier league maybe for some team in the right team but i think it would probably be best for him to go to the championship for now or if there's any you know really good options abroad that would be another thing same as smith rowe obviously he went to, on the, the Huddersfield Loan Championship and he also went to Germany, Leipzig. And uh, yeah, I think either of those options would be good for Balogun. It just depends on what offers he gets, basically. Yeah, I completely agree. And his, uh, his rival at the moment, Eddie Nketiah, of course, went on loan to Leeds. And just speaking on Nketiah, Dan, who do you think has the highest ceiling between Nketiah and Balogun? Who do you think Arsenal, they both come from the Hell and Academy, they're both strikers, they're both young, they're both good. Who do you think has the highest ceiling and who should Arsenal put their trust in? Um, I mean, it, it's difficult because they are different players, I think. Um, I think Nketiah is really about sort of like um, getting in the right... His, his movement is the thing that sets him apart. Whereas I think uh, Balogun is sort of, he's got the the pace and the strength. Uh, but I think because of that, I think Balogun probably has a, the higher chance of making it like to a, the re- really to the top level if he, you know, really pushes on. Yeah, I, I think at the moment, I think Nketiah is still slightly ahead. And obviously he would be because he's a couple of years older. But I think Balogun he does have the potential because I think he is just a bit more suited to Premier League football. I think he has more of that physicality. Um, And so I feel like he, yeah, I think he could really make it to the top, but I don't think he necessarily will. I think it is going to be a case of how he does in the next couple of years, whether he gets the right loan, whether he gets the right game time and whether he, you know, really puts in the hard work every week. Absolutely. And we shall see. We shall see. Now, speaking about players who haven't just yet broken into the first team and everyone, he had had the high buzz this season. Everyone wants to see him play. Whenever a Carabao Cup game approaches, everyone's excited to see if he's in a team sheet. That is Charlie Patino. Now, Dan, just tell us about Charlie Patino. How good is he and what can he achieve in an Arsenal shirt? 
Yeah, so he's obviously a really big talent. I think the the obvious comparison is always Jack Wilshere because he's the same sort of like sort of like smaller midfielder, maybe a little bit like on the the slimmer side, but he's sort of despite that he's so good with the close control and with the dribbling and with he's got such a good passing range as well. I think one of the things that really impresses me is the way that he can sort of just from a, a couple of, like a, a really short run up, he can just flick the ball out onto the wing or whatever and it's harder to defend against because he he doesn't he doesn't need to set himself for it in the way that some other players do he can just sort of like casually pass it and it goes out to the, the exactly where he wants it to go and so i think he really does have um high potential and i think uh obviously left footed that's another thing that he has in common with with wilshire and another thing that sort of sets him apart from our other midfielders other than uh jacker but sort of wonder you know in two or three years jack is probably not going to be around so then that gives him like another uh way that he can like set himself apart from the other midfielders i think the the one thing to say is that uh there's there's definitely been a lot of hype around him and i think that maybe sometimes people take it a a bit too far i think part of it was that in the build-up to it was a couple of months ago there was a lot of talk about him uh in the media there was a lot of like articles written about him and so on and then i think after that when he he was playing against uh in the under 23s against like manchester united and chelsea he had some of the best games that i've ever seen him play and uh i think that sort of led people to believe that he was even better than he yeah. actually is because he has had you know some difficult moments he, there was a game against liverpool a few weeks ago uh where he was you know it, it was a more difficult game for him that he made a, a bit of a mistake in one of the goals for for liverpool and uh i think that's he still has areas to iron out is what i'm trying to say and so i think that he is really really good talent really top talent but i don't think that it's the case that he's being held back at all or anything i think at the moment he's sort of at the level that he should be at he's only just really broken into on 23s this year and i think he's you know it's not a bad thing that he's spending some time there sort of ironing out his mistakes making the mistakes in under 23 matches where they don't really matter that much and then pushing on and i think he should be in the if he's fit he's injured at the moment but if he's fit by the time the sunderland league cup game comes around then i think he should be in the squad and i think he probably would have been in the squad for the last round as well uh but uh you know it's i think i think he is at the level that he needs to be at the moment. And I think hopefully he can push it on in the next season or two. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Then I think every Arsenal fan's excited to see him, but we must be cautious. We must be careful not to overhype him, put extra pressure on him. So when he breaks through, it will be too much for him. But as you said, the last round of the Carabao Cup, now there was another youngster, another midfielder who actually took the place of Charlie Bettina, and that is Salah Udin, the famous name of Salah. Just how good <laughs> is, is he? And can he compete with Charlie Bettina to become the next Arsenal midfielder on the first team? Yeah, I think the the only thing that I is sort of like holding me back with him is the fact that it's still a small sample size, like in terms of the number of games that he's played. But other than that, every game that he's played has been really impressive. I think uh, last week the uh, Under 23s had a worse result um, with you know lots of players out on international duty, a few players injured and stuff. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. But he played really well again. But I think. Before that, he was sort of scoring a goal every game, pretty much. He's he's been uh, nominated for Premier League Two Player of the Month this month. In fact, I think today they'll probably announce whether or not he's won it. And I, I wouldn't bet against it because he had such a good month. He scored some really good goals. 
but just generally, even before he was scoring goals, because he's made a few appearances last season before he got injured. And that's why the sample size is still so small because he didn't play much last season. Um, and then he has a, a couple of games in preseason this season and then a couple of games at the start of the season where he hadn't scored, he hadn't got any assists or anything like that. But his all-round game was still adding so much to the the team. And it's the he's so comfortable playing in tight spaces and sort of uh, playing that like one-touch passing game that Arsenal tend to be known for when they're at their best. And I think that, yeah, he really has added something to the team. Um, again, he's had a minor injury, but he's just come back last week. So he's fine again now. Um, but if he can stay fit and if he keeps playing like he has so far, then yeah, he's definitely a really exciting talent. And I think Arteta said, uh, was saying that he really deserved his chance to uh, join the first team for the last round of the League Cup. And I think that's true. I think, you know, it was unlucky for Patino that he wasn't fit for it. But I think it was, you know, nice that Salah's... Uh, progression was recognized yeah absolutely and it's just so exciting to hear all these names coming and breaking through because I feel I feel like we had a little quiet period after Alex Awobi was struggling to break players through into the first team but since actually Per Mertesacker retired we have really seen an influx of players coming through and Dan I just want to get your opinion of Mertesacker since he joined the academy how has it been has it changed has we improved have we regressed since Mertesacker's come in how has it been I think one of the the biggest positives has been the the recruitment side of things. Um, I think, uh, which is obviously you know partly on Mertesacker and partly on the people uh, around him, obviously. Uh, but I think that there has been some really smart recruitment. I think last summer, twenty uh, twenty, um, there were a lot of players brought in on for like, quite low fees, sort of just sort of like squad filler players, and I think. Uh, that you know it was low risk because none of them were being brought in for for millions um but it's it filled out the squad in a good way and then some of those players have actually ended up being i mean one of them was salah salah Adin. so you know there, there have been some really smart signings there and then this summer they brought in Bierath, uh who's doing really well he's just scored again for the denmark under 19s over the international break and he's got six goals four assists this season so for the under arsenal under 23s so that he's making a really good start uh up front alongside Balogun and so I think that's been really good I think the and then at the same time there's also been the contract extensions for a bunch of players getting those over the line as well that's been good uh, players like Balogun and uh Aconquo and Hein and uh Patino and I, I, I'm not sure if Hutchinson has signed a new one yet but he, he's another big mm-hmm. talent and I think that the other thing as well is I, th- I feel like Mertesacker's sort of, he's got the right mentality towards the youth players. I think it's not just about getting the results. It's about, you know, growing as people and getting the right sort of getting them in the right mental place in order to push on and get into first team football. Uh, but also just to, you know, develop as people. And I think that's a key thing. And also, you know, getting people like Jack Wilshere back at the club, that's, that's been a good, a good thing. I think I feel like, there's no downside there really and that's uh you know something for the young players to sort of show where they can get to sort of reminder that they can get into the Arsenal first team so i think yeah i think it's it's all been good news really since he's been around so i think so far obviously we'll it's we need to judge it over a longer period but so far everything's been working well with youth players obviously you always need to judge over a longer period because you know it's going to be in three or four years that we see 
how he's actually done rather than just, you know, where Arsenal under-23s are in the table at the moment. But yeah, it's going well for now. Yeah, of course, going very well. We are doing very well in the Premier League at the moment. Let's hope we can keep that going. But I just want to ask you before we wrap the show up, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. I might put you on the spot here with, I just want to know who do you feel like will be the surprise academy player next year and who do you think which young player from the Hell Academy will be able to break into Arteta's squad? So I think probably in terms of the breaking into Arteta's squad, I think I I want to say Balogun, but I think maybe he might go on loan next season. That's the only mm. thing that's making me think that maybe he might not be in the, the first team, but I think he's definitely the, the closest uh, right now. But if he's not, I, I sort of as a maybe slightly controversial, I think maybe Saladin might have the the best shot just because I think that he fits a role that we have in the team at the moment. Um, and I think his form at the moment, he has to sustain it, like I was saying earlier. But I think if he does, then he has a really good shot at making it into the first team because he's got the ability, he's got the 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 form, and then he's also maybe playing in an area where we're a bit weaker in the first team at the moment, where we don't have so many options, good midfield options. I think there's more of a chance maybe to break in there, especially with the players, like a couple of players running their contracts down, like El Nani will probably be be gone next summer. Uh, so that, there, yeah, maybe an opportunity there. And then in terms of uh, player breaking in or sort of like stepping up in the academy. I think Kayon Edwards um, he, from the under-18s, I think he's the one, he's having a really good season at the moment in the under-18s. He's scored 12 goals for the under-18s. He scored one for the under-23s last week. And I think he'll probably be breaking in uh, more and more, especially when Balogun goes on loan or steps up to the first team or whatever. There'll be opportunities for him to step up to the under-23s. And I think, yeah, he's the one that I'd have my eye on stepping up at that level interesting so watch out for them watch out for those two players i'd love to see salah Yadin in the squad next season i must say but that would be the end of the show now guys but you don't have to hear the end from dan here make sure you give dan a follow on twitter at afc dw dan i also believe you have a youtube channel right so if you want to subscribe to yeah if you want to plug your channel subscribe to there also that would be great guys but also make yeah, sure it's, you subscribe the, it's the same thing it's the same thing, thing AFC to W, yeah. Of course, yeah. So make sure you give Dan a follow and, uh, and subscribe to his channel. Also, and also make sure you like our channel, The Arsenal Way. Make sure we subscribe, like, and comment. But most importantly, make sure you keep following us down The Arsenal Way.